Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> Did you bring wine? I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. And I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and it's your wedding day. Someday, right in front of your eyes, you may be a casualty of love, but if I told you that when you let me come home, I'd grow old with you, someday kill me, because with this note from Linda, I'm, well, it's not that kind of a thing when it's Saturday night in the city. Come out of the dumpster and say George's prayer because we all know that it's all about the green. Joining us today are the usual notes from grandma that are awesome, including Kevin, move that thang, Jager. Oh, always, always and every day. <laughs> Kimberly, our pop game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. Hello. And with us is an actor, director, musician who you may have seen on stage in Tommy, The Lion King, Hedwig, The Wild Party, Rocky Horror, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, The Wedding Singer, or just to name a few. I don't know how we're going to get through this episode because I don't even know where to begin. But if you didn't see him there, you may have seen him in Nurse Jackie, a series of unfortunate events. And the canceled way too soon, I'm still waiting for the next season, Glow. He's currently starring in Monarch on Fox with Susan Sarandon. Let's give a big broad wasted welcome to friend of the show friend, friend of the, of the show. show kevin Cahoon. thank you for having me i'm so happy to be here oh Thanks we are joining thrilled. us honestly I'm over the moon really i was just so thrilled to write a wedding singer opening and boy did you ever <laughs> and, and boy george did i ever boy, george, did you ever <laughs> That was it is one impressive. of our favorite musicals here on Broadway. Of all time. Listen, Love it. Loved. I get it. It is. I mean, I walk down the street still singing those songs. 
you know. Um, Today You Are a Man was in my book for a very long time. Was it really? <laughs> yeah. Great choice. That's yeah. a great it was it was my like up tempo fun you know <laughs> comedy song or whatever. No one, you're probably the only one who did that. <laughs> no one ever did that. <laughs> yeah, the jobs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it worked. Sure. You know what? I did book jobs with it, so statistically, like one is enough. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's all you need. See, yeah. I knew you guys had great taste. I knew of it from course. the get. Oh yeah. <laughs> well. We are, I mean, you can tell we are tickled and absolutely, it's an absolute pleasure to have you today. Um, there's so much to talk about. I don't even know where to start, but I, I think, you know, uh, the beginning, a very good place to start. Um, so what are you drinking? Oh, what are you drinking? Oh, what are you drinking? Shall we go around? Well, okay. So I was sipping on a Coke all day as I have been known to do. And mm-hmm. I met my mom's in Texas and then I thought, oh gosh, I got to have a little hooch in the Coke. So I was rummaging through and I found um, an old Forester Kentucky whiskey. Oh. Flash in the Coke. Yeah. You never want to mess up your lipstick. No, never. Absolutely. You know. Perfect. Yeah. It's delicious. Uh, Other Kevin, what are you drinking? I (laughs) made myself a sensual margarita. Oh. oh, is that from the mix, like the picture you have in your fridge now? Yeah, I made a, I put a picture of margaritas in my fridge and it's the best decision I ever made. Kevin, is it the picture you used for my ties many years ago? No, I got a new <sighs> picture. Okay. Oh. Kevin once purchased a picture specifically to bring my ties to a recording. <laughs> I did. And they were delicious. They were really good. <laughs> yeah, that I was appreciate actually, it. Yeah. Uh, Kimberly, what about you? I am drinking a sensible layer cake Malbec. Oh, I love layer cake. That's a good. This is my a... first try. A friend gave it to me because I like to make cake. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Classy. Very classy. Thank you. Uh, and Brian? I have some. I have some more wedding beer. Um, Yay! Slowly moving through all them. Another blue moon. Um, we have definitely made more of a dent now, um, but we're 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 whittling down. It's like your wedding reception will never end until you mm-hmm. finish all of the booths. Yeah, so maybe I'll the last beer. This is still your wedding reception. Yeah, <laughs> it's my wedding uh, year. Yes. Um, it's your wedding day. Exactly. Yes. Forever. Wait, do you I, know that on my wedding day many years ago? Oh, this is a good story. This is a great story. Um, my husband and I share a Spotify account, and so mm-hmm. we will sometimes Spotify bomb each other. By like, if we can see the other ones listening, we just change the song, and most of the time we change it to "Take a Chance on Me" by ABBA. Um, but on my wedding day, I could see that he was listening to Spotify. And so I changed it to it's your wedding day from the wedding singer. Perfect. That's perfect. And as he says, I made him cry. Oh, <laughs> well, see. I'll yeah. And then too. I stole the Spotify right back so that I could listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that. Um, well, with that, you know, wedding singer is one of our favorites, mm-hmm. but, uh, what is your favorite musical answer this however you want multiple one how what's your favorite musical like favorite favorite of them all yeah mm-hmm. however you want to answer this god my favorite musical <sighs> i mean i could do a top five i could probably narrow it down i mean i think hedwig has such a special mm-hmm. place in my life and in sure. my heart and the writing so epic i think that would have to be my favorite however i was just someone just asked me this the other day I mean, okay, so let's say it's Hedwig. And then I'd have to say, um, 
Little Shop of Horrors. Mm. Yes. So awesome. And I love it so much. I would have to say Gypsy. Yeah. Dream Girls. Um, Into the Woods, maybe. Um, but let's go with Henry as the fate. Okay. The, the yeah. gold medal. The gold medal. The gold medal. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, now. Yours. Oh, ours? Mm. So uh, mine is a, usually a tie between uh, Men of La Mancha and uh cabaret oh my god well cabaret what a tie that should be in my what, top too what a tie indeed they both end <laughs> kind of similarly yeah. but they get there in very different ways i did man of la mancha in high school and i played the barber oh, oh yes. that's such a good part brian played the man i did in high school <laughs> come on chandra yeah. wilson was in man of la mancha with me in high school really well, yes Yes. Oh my gosh. All right. I know. That's so fancy. As the man of La Mancha? As the man of La Mancha. That's so incredible. Uh, Um, My favorite is Into the Woods and Les Mis. Oh, great. That's a nice little tie. I just always say Sunday in the park with George. Yeah. Because apparently I like sadness. (laughs) (laughs) I do love to cry. (laughs) <laughs> in a musical every musical i've ever seen has made me cry though so i don't think they're all too special i yeah. <laughs> i just like i'm sitting in the theater i'm like they're living their dreams and i just cry but even the sad that's what i love about musicals yeah that they are eternally optimistic yes yes no matter yes. how lame is everybody's dead and they still Still come back on stage and say, tomorrow's going to get better. Like, sure. We right? as ghosts say, <laughs> I was just talking to a friend about this. Les Mis literally ends with three people who are alive and then a bunch of ghosts. And yes, somehow Kevin, it is. That an friend uplifting. was us. <laughs> yes, that friend was us on the last episode we recorded. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I knew I talked about this somewhere. It's last week's episode. <laughs> Oh my God, that's really hilarious. That's Um, great. So my new obsession is this question to ask guests. Um, If you could go back in time or from here, look back, what musical would you like to age through? Meaning you would play the youngest part to the oldest part and you would play that entire track of all of those characters as you age um you know as you go through your career you can always go back to that show and then play that different part at a different age does that make sense kind of yeah 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 i mean and i could play any part in the show yeah oh yeah no like you would go from like annie to pepper to miss hannigan totally aging through Uh uh-huh 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 i'm gonna say gypsy <gasps> because yes. I did do Gypsy when I was a newsboy as a kid with Yvonne DiCarlo, the mother on the Munsters. Plus, she had a big storied Hollywood career, but we mm-hmm. all know her on the Munsters. Yeah. So mm-hmm. anyway, and so I did that. Then I've played Tulsa when I was about mm. 19. So now maybe I've hit my, you know, my Tessie Tura slot. Yes. But then we're gonna we gotta end with like. Yeah, Mama Rose, right? Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Right? The full arc. The whole journey. Yeah. From new, newsboy to Mama Rose. Because nobody... Story. <laughs> no one wants their gypsy journey to end with Herbie. 
<laughs> no. He wasn't even on my list, was he? I was, no, I was going to say, I was also like, even Mama Rose didn't want the gypsy story to end with Herbie. <laughs> what a thing, you know, God bless that role. Like That role know, is just so thankless. He's there. <laughs> he's there, right? Yeah. But I've seen it done beautifully, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really. That, that's like, I feel like Herbie is the perfect example of a role that, um, is one of the important building blocks to get Rose to where she needs to go for these so songs to have the impact. Yes. And like, if you're a good, if you're, if you're um, a selfless enough actor to recognize that Herbie can make a huge impact. But like, if you're, if, if you could tell a good Herbie versus a bad Herbie based on how you feel about Rose at the very end of the show. Mm. Thousand, percent. thousand percent. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Um, but that's a great answer. I love that answer. Oh, great. What did y'all, what was your answer? Wait, didn't somebody else say gypsy, but they chose all different people, which is yes. hilarious. They to- to- they went a totally different route. They went like, yeah, this gypsy's a fast, the ones with the, I, I, gypsy's a perfect example of a show that's so good that no matter what role you filter into, like it's memorable. There's, 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 there's substance there. Um, there's mm-hmm. backstory. There's like actual layers of character. So good. Yeah, I mean, even that grandpa and some people who says you're not getting 88 cents out of me, Rose. I mean, you can even land with that. Yeah, 100 oh, yeah. percent. And there's thing. somebody in a community theater somewhere who has aged through Gypsy, who every year when they do Gypsy, they are someone. That's true. <laughs> oh, right. I was the cow in 1987. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was sitting yeah. there on lunch break like, well, when we first built this set way back... <laughs> Like my name was signed just over there. <laughs> Christian um, Chenoweth was almost in the show that year. Oh my god, that's <laughs> no, a show. That's the Broadway, a... the Broadway called, and <laughs> she close. had to go do that. <laughs> oh my god, that's we, a sitcom. Have we ever said hours? What mm-hmm. we would age through? Yeah. No, I don't know. I somehow my mind just went to Pippin because there's the grandma. That's so fun. That's great. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. But also, my obvious one is Annie. I mean, that's fair. Sure. I think it's, it's a great answer. Yeah. You're Kevin. Molly, you're Annie, you're Pepper, you're yeah. Lily St. Regis, uh, you're Grace, you're 100- Hannigan. And then you end with the first ever uh, female Daddy Warbucks. Oh, I was going to say FDR in the wheelchair. <laughs> oh, yes, that way. That was- <laughs> you can't walk you just, anymore. You just change it. To- <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. That's so good. Um, I would honestly probably say, and this is a weird choice for me, but it just came to my mind, but to do Oliver. So you do Oliver and then you play Ooh. the Artful Dodger and then you play uh, Nancy, because I would love to play Nancy. And then you play Bill Sykes and then you end by playing Fagin. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's so good. And you got some great, including Nancy now in your, in your timeline. Yeah. Like, Oh, yeah. Wh- what a what a solid list of songs that you get to sing over the course of your um, life. I'm sorry, but how really beautiful would that be to do an Oliver where Nancy is played by like a man who is like like a like a either an early trans man yes. or somebody who is like a, a drag queen character? Like that would be so fascinating, especially to see like Nancy then with Bill in the moments when she's not on stage, like think, I feel like that could be a really cool thing to mine in that, yeah. that character. That's I want to do that. He now. needs me. I mean, oh, 
Oh my oh, God, that would be so man. intense. Yes. Yeah. Oh. And then can, mm-hmm. Where's the Bartlett share production of Oliver at Lincoln Center? <laughs> Good question. Is it, where <laughs> is it? <laughs> when was the last like big Oliver revival? It was in London. Like, didn't Rowan oh, Atkinson when they did. play Fagan? Oh. oh. Was that when they did the reality show for Nancy? I think so. Yeah. Don't the, like, don't the Stranger Kids thing, like, don't the Stranger Things, like, spinoffs need new kids? Shouldn't we do, like, an Oliver or some kind of, like, little kid musical to give them someone to take? <laughs> oh. Yes. <laughs> They're all Broadway kids. I'm saying, like, let's just... Like, we definitely need a good Oliver revival in our lives. We do. Because yeah. I don't even know if I'm that familiar with... The, I've only seen it at community theaters. Yeah. And like high school. What, well, right. what about an Alex Newell playing Nancy? Yes. Yeah. Great. There it is. So, oh. so. that'd be so good. Mm-hmm. Or you actually cast it much older. I know we're talking about Oliver, all this is ridiculous. Um, but like you cast it a lot older and play up that kind of like she's like an older, aging kind of. Oh, I could really get into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot because of the because of how how dynamic those characters are. There's a lot that you can do with them without actually losing the layers of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although to go back to your favorite musical being Little Shop, I would now watch Tammy Blanchard do anything. So <laughs> is it, I have not seen this production, but oh, is it genius. She's genius. Her her Audrey is like no other. I, I've seen this show so many times and she does an Audrey that I've never seen before. And it is fascinating and, and heartbreaking. I, I <sighs> sobbed through somewhere that's green and it was the strangest, most different version. But she's so real that it's like scary. She is. She's spectacular. Ever since we saw her in my the Judy Garland TV movie. Me and my shadows. Yes. Mm-hmm. Me and my shadows. <clears throat> I was going to say my life in the shadows, but that's not it. And just <laughs> I, every time I see her in anything, mm-hmm. I'm blown away. But she's, she's leaving, right? So I got to go fast. She's leaving yeah. in September, I think. Okay. But go. now is the time to see it because I had some friends who saw Rob McClory and said it's just oh, it's absolutely Oh, I saw him. He's amazing. Oh, yeah. that's right. You're, you're, yeah, again, it was me. I'm the friend. You're, you're yes. <laughs> Guys, we have to accept that we hang out with each other all the time. Like, I know. The other friend we're talking about is always us. Yeah, we're pre- we're pretending there are other people that we like. No. <laughs> it's just us. Yeah. Um, but I would say, um, I know I already said it. I think Cabaret for my voice type would be a very good one to go through. You mm-hmm. start with some of the, like, younger Nazi men or something like that, even though, like, I mean, that's where you start. The younger Nazi men. <laughs> right. Yeah, the younger Nazi men. Um then you work your way maybe up to Cliff or something, or depending on what version you're doing, what his name is. Um, then you work your way up to, I guess, the, you do the MC, and then you end with... Uh, the Pineapple for, uh, Song! The Pineapple Song. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Schultz? Is that Harry Schultz? Schultz? Yeah, Harry Schultz. Yeah. Um, uh. Another good one is, um, uh, like, something something funny, like a... Uh, 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 like a, a, a drowsy chaperone oh, where you can work your way mm. from like the pastry chefs or you're one of the young men like uh, George or whatnot all the way up to man and chair. There's a lot mm-hmm. of cool and the comedy is different from like Aldolfo to the two guys to, you know, the um, the movie producer, the, the Broadway producer and stuff like that. Like there's some interesting stuff in there too. Yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. So what I want to do with you is I want to do a rapid fire question. I'm going to name a show that you have been in um, okay. since you, your, your career is pretty spectacular and there's so much that we would love to cover and love to talk about, but we've limited time and we just want to hang out with you. So okay, um, I'm just going to, um, I'm going to just talk about some of the ones I mentioned in the intro. Um, and I just kind of want your, like your gut initial reaction to your, your memories or looking back on those, uh, those theatrical productions. I'm ready. I'm excited. All right. Okay. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Tommy. Broadway debut. Oh. 22. Um, auditioned nine times and kept getting cut over and over and over. And I kept going back and going back and going back. And finally Wayne Salento with, said to Joyce Chittick, who was the dance captain, can you take him in the hallway and teach him to do a double turn, please? Because I just, I couldn't do it. And she taught me to just jump out of it. So I went back in the room and he was like, all right, can I see the double turn? And I was like, oh God. And I did it. And then I finally got the job. Wow. Um, and it was incredible, life-changing, a total dream come true. Um, yeah, tell me. Oh, you said it was your Broadway debut. We always talk about this in the show. Was your was it your debut the entire time you were in the show? Or is it just your first night that is your Broadway debut and then you're actually on Broadway? I think it's the entire run. Like, that's what I think. The whole time yeah. you're making your Broadway debut. That's what we think. It. Yeah. Yes. Because it's a new, you know, it's a new set yeah. of eyes every time. I yeah. love every, it. Every time. Perfect. Every time. It's in your bio yeah. every night. <laughs> yeah yeah it's your day de- it's your debut until it's no longer in your bio that's right great 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 checkpoint that's right 100 um, percent. all right the lion king lion king i mean i still pinch myself that i was in it and that i got to originate a role in it and um uh lion king lion king okay i'll tell you how i got that job because this is another crazy story so i was in my apartment at 53rd and 8th lying in bed didn't have a job, phone rings, agent says, hey, they're doing a reading of The Lion King. They have not cast the role of this Ed the Hyena. Can you go in on their lunch break? And I said, okay, sure. So I went to 890 Broadway, mm. a place with, yeah. the, you know, um, the elevators. So I go in and there's like seven of us there and it's every single type you can imagine. Oh, interesting. Um, I think I'm 20 five maybe 26 Casey Nicola was there auditioning when he was an actor um we were all different types sitting there I go in and I'd sung an Elton John song at a wedding and so I was like well I guess I'll sing this song so I sang the song and it's you know it's Julie Taymor is there and Garth Fagan is there and they had been rehearsing that morning so Mm -hmm. so So you're singing I guess that's why they call it the blues hey (laughs) I said the one you know that the one that song from the 90s that was Elton John's all I ever needed was the one oh yes yeah 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 yeah. okay so I sang that and then Julie said oh that was that was great can you do it again but don't use any lyrics just use sounds and noises and laughter so that's the moment where you're like well I'm either going to jump off this clip or not. <laughs> so I said, hit it. So I did it. I did it. She was like, thank you so much. And I was like, eh. so I go to the elevator and then Jay Bender comes out. Ugh, mm. Sweet, wonderful Jay Bender. I know. Sweet, wonderful Jay. And said, can you come back in? I went back in and Julie said, hey, listen, okay. So if you want to do this, like you can, like if you want this job to play this hyena, it's yours. Like, you know, we're not sure what the role is, what it is, but we'd love to have you in the room if you want to do it. And I was like, uh, sure. 
that's all that happened. That Ooh. was the process <laughs> for that show for me. Wow. That's insane. That's the craziest thing in the and world. And then you then it was the biggest show ever. Ever. What ever. was it like? Like that whole experience. Like it was incredible. You know, the minute that they brought in, the minute I saw Julie's sort of design, she built these little maquettes of the puppets and she had sketched some designs. And then when I heard um, the African music that Lebo M had created, and then they had a choir that they had brought um, to sing that music. And I just was like, oh, what is this is beyond anything anyone has ever seen or could imagine. Um and the rehearsal process was great. They weren't, you know, we were totally guinea pigs. I mean, we were hyenas, but we were guinea pigs <laughs> as to like how these puppets work and what the puppets were. And there were many days I left rehearsal thinking like, oh, I'm going to be fired. Like, I can't work this puppet. I don't know what I'm doing. Like it's crutches, I have cables on my head and I've got to move the mouth. And anyway, uh, I wasn't. Thank goodness. Um, and then we went to Minneapolis. We did out of town in Minneapolis. And, you know, we came back to New York and it wasn't selling that well in Minneapolis, no. especially in the beginning. Like my we, in-laws we, saw it in Minneapolis. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. And it was like running, you know, we were half full houses, but then after about a week, then it picked up and like we sure. started, it became a thing. But and everybody in the world came to see it like the Clintons. Oh, this was good. So the Clintons and the Gores came as a democratic fundraiser to the shore show and they were in office. So it was right before he said, um, I didn't have sexual relations with Monica Lewinsky. Mm. And so there were tons of protesters on 42nd street with signs that said the lion King L Y I N <laughs> clever. Wow. Yeah, very, very clever. <laughs> wow. And, um, I just picture you walking to the stage door and stopping and being like, clever. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't agree, but it's clever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We had a, a secret search. Stanley Wayne Mathis and I shared a dressing room who played Bob's Eye. He's brilliant. Um, we had a secret service person that was assigned to our dressing room. Like everybody. Oh, wow. People, because I guess that he was the sitting president and vice president were all, it was very, very high security. Um, that was incredible. But like, you know, Whitney Houston came and Michael Jackson came and like just, Coretta Scott King and like every iconic person you can imagine. I can't believe it. I still can't believe it. I mean, I, I just, it was a remarkable, remarkable time. So, remarkable. Wow. well, before we get back to uh, fa uh, fast fire, whatever I called that rapid segment, fire. rapid fire questions. I'm not so rapid. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Oh. No. 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 This is why we we're good. This it. is perfect. <laughs> um, I, I, you're gonna have to pinch yourself somewhere else. Oh. Tuesdays in the, in the corner. corner with Kevin. It's Kevin's corner. This Welcome Kevin. It is. It's this Kevin's corner. This is the part of the show where I get to do whatever I want and talk about whatever I want because it's the best part of the show because it's my corner. So today we are going to have a really serious discussion because I don't know if you know this, but our name gets kind of the short end of the stick a lot. We get like screwed over in stories and jokes where like Kevin is always the mess or like 
the butt of the joke or like the idiot or like the moron or the ah, Kevin. Um, so what we're going to do is play uh, good Kevin, bad Kevin. Okay. So we're going to go back and forth and each of us has to name a Kevin and say if they're like a bad Kevin for our kind or a good Kevin. And we're going to go back and forth and then um, we're going to see how far we can keep going until one of us just can't think of a Kevin. You, uh, but because you're the guest, you get to uh, phone the non-Kevins one time, which is Brian and Kimberly, to be able to help you if they can think of a Kevin that we haven't said. Okay, great. And these Kevins can be characters named Kevin or they can be like actual people named Kevin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And okay. I will let I will let you go first. Okay, Kevin Costner. Mm. Is he a good or a bad Kevin? He's a good Kevin. Oh, I would say he's a good Kevin as well. Absolutely Feels very, good Kevin. very yeah. much a good Kevin. Yeah. Um, great. So I will say uh, Kevin the Bird from the movie Up that they oh. name the ridiculous multicolored bird Kevin. I will say that that is a bad Kevin because while it's a sweet, lovely Kevin and I love it, um, it also is part of the problem why Kevins are such jokes. Right. That's right. I agree with that completely. Okay. So I am going to go with Kevin. Kevin McAllister. Well done. I'm going to say good. Good Kevin. See, he is a good Kevin, but he also like created the path to bad Kevins. So I I agree with you. Mm. Okay, here's a good Kevin. Uh, the Kevin from the American Pie series of movies. Because while all the other boys are just trying to like get someone from anyone, he's like trying to figure out like in the first movie how to like make love to his current girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So like, that's a sweet, nice Kevin. That is true. I agree. Mm. Sweet, nice Kevin. Um, I'm trying to think of other Kevins. Kevins, Kevins, Kevins. Kevin Hart. Oh, Okay. Good or bad? Mm, complicated. I will agree. A complicated <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> I will agree. Um, okay. Uh, Kevin Chamberlain is a great Kevin. Oh, he's Perfect probably Kevin. the best. <laughs> one, of the, <laughs> one of the best Kevins. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, oh God, who are the other Kevins? Who are the other Kevins? Um, I'm going to have to phone a friend. I'm going to need a little help here. Can you help him with us, a Kevin? Um, I have a Kevin. Do you have a Kevin, Kimberly? I can only think of Kevin Smith. That's a great one. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Really? Great Kevin. I think, it's, I think he's a good Kevin. Solid yeah. Kevin. Um, Kevin Sorbo, who is the Kevin oh. that played uh, Hercules oh, on the TV show. Um, I would say he's a a good and a bad Kevin because he was great on Hercules, but then he made a series of like not so great movies. So like, he's he's an okay Kevin. He's trying his best. Based on his real life, uh, I might put him in the bad Kevin. uh, Oh, is he uh, a bad guy? He's just very. Again, um, we're gonna go with. He's complicated. Complicated Complicated Kevin. Kevin. Oh, I don't know any of that stuff. I was basing this purely on his career. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin's. Uh, I don't. Can you think of more Kevin's? Um, there's Kevin the dog. 
that is attacked by a bird and almost eaten in the proposal with Susan, uh, with uh, what's her name? Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. Um, that's a that's a rude Kevin. Um, there's the Kevin in book four of Harry Potter who steals his mom's wand and is poking slugs and she screams, Kevin! And that's the only time the name is ever used. Uh, that's a rude Kevin. Um, that person. Not that I've written like a <laughs> in my brain about this, but like Kevin like, like it. He pulls out his like encyclopedia of Kevin's. His yeah. binder. Right, here we made. go. Final flashpoint. The first of us, because I'm I'm stuck. So the first of us can think who can think of another Kevin wins. Kevin okay. Durant. You don't get to play Brian. <laughs> um, is that a basketball player? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think so. Good. Good job. Um, thank you. Thank you. So, well, you know, sports guys. Um, <laughs> let's say uh, you're going to win, Kevin. I'm just trying to think of Kevin's. I know. Kevin. Um, you haven't said yourself. Well, I feel like that's cheating. Fair. Kevin. 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 I don't know. Kevin Bacon, which it all always oh. comes back to. It always so, comes back to Kevin. It always comes back. How could we not remember Kevin Bacon. And you know what? We'll give him a good bit, Kevin, just because I think it's adorable that he and his wife have been married for so long. Yes, and he's also like incredible and yeah. a musician. And, and there's like, like yeah, and they're like they don't have drama. They're just like married and chill, and like he's just Kevin Bacon. And have you seen him on his um, Instagram where he goes out to his barn and plays songs on his guitar to his goats? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's amazing! Okay, I love Kevin Bacon even more. So this has been good, Kevin. Bad Kevin in Kevin's corner. Woo! Loved it. Wonderful. Thanks. Also, I also love bacon. So yeah. it's a delightful two for one. Bacon is the best. Okay, okay. It is a guilty, guilty pleasure for me. <laughs> because I feel um, like, you know, pigs are really smart. They are. And like oh, nice. God, I was trying not to eat anything with a hoof for a long time, but I'm not always successful. Oh, well. It happens. Yeah, you are back in Texas now. I am back in Texas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How do you bake? Um, I love yeah. Joanne's cheeseburger. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> the magic words right there. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, back to rapid fire questions. Um, Hedwig. Yes. Uh Completely changed my life. Completely changed my life. 
I'm, I'm just telling audition stories, but I guess that's okay. So I went on a night off from the Lion King to see this thing that everybody was talking about called Hedwig and the Angry Inch. And I went to TATS and I got a ticket and I went by myself and I sat in the mezzanine and I, it had just was in previews at Jane Street. I was like, oh God, I've got to be in this show. I've got to be in this show. What can I do? So I called my agents. They called over. I think it was Telsey. And Telsey was like, well, we don't really see him in this, which is understandable at the time because, mm-hmm. you know, I was playing Ed the Hyena and the Lion King. So I went to Telsey's office with my headshot and a note that just said, please see for Hedwig. And I put it on the receptionist's desk. And then I just left. <gasps> I know. I know. So then I get an appointment for Hedwig. I don't know if that headshot did it. I don't know if something worked out. Anyway, I went in and I got the job, but I had to finish my Lion King contract and I had to make the decision. Am I going to leave the Lion King after my Mm -hmm. first year, which is like the biggest show to go do this show downtown? Um, And I was just the standby at that point. for Mm -hmm. Um, And it was a, a big pay um, decrease and no one really knew what Hedwig was. And my agents thought it was a little crazy, but I said, I got to do it. I got to go. I'm just, even if I'm standing by, I got to take the plunge. So I did. And um, then that eventually became that I was doing one show a week for John. And then I did one show a week for Michael Cerveris. And then they eventually gave me my own run in New York and I opened Boston and I did San Francisco for eight months and the Edinburgh festival in Scotland. But it just, that was another dream. I could not believe that I was getting to have that opportunity. And I learned so much about myself as a human and so much about myself as an actor and Mm -hmm. so much about audiences and making it my own. And, you know, I told my mom and dad, I was like, Hey, I'm going to leave the Lion King and I'm going to go through this show. And this is what this show is. And I said, it's on David Letterman tonight. If you want to tune in, you can watch it on David Letterman. So mom and dad were like, okay. So I, in the first thing out of David Letterman's mouth, when he's introing Hedberg, he was like, all right, this is a new show that's causing a little buzz downtown. And folks, it's not the Lion King. <laughs> wow. It's like he knew. <laughs> it's like he knew. Were your parents That's watching? So funny. Yes. Yes. That's so yeah. good. But it really, in all roads have, I still think have, you know, you know, the reason I was on glow was because um, the casting director was a giant fan of Hedwig and she would come over and over and over and over. So when that role came up on glow, she was like, Oh, Kevin Cahoon, he might be good for that. I mean, that was decades ago. Like, That's incredible. Just, continues to reverberate in my life in such a giant, giant, giant way. And all of that comes from you going into Telsey's office with well, a headshot and a note. Who knows? That's I mean, so I did do it. I did do it because the I was, headshot I was so and a bag I of I just dreams. imagine like the intern at Telsey going, oh, who wrote this note? See for, oh, I have to get this on his desk. Let's <laughs> like, get this. Okay. He has I'm to be gonna... in for him. <laughs> I mean, maybe, who Who knows? knows? Um, You know, uh, yeah, I mean, and Michael Service and I had had done Tommy together. Oh, sure. It was just like a bounty of like incredible friendships and, you know, Jason Egan. He played Uncle Kevin, right? Pardon me? Didn't he play Uncle Kevin? 
Who, Michael no, Cerberus? He, yeah. He was, he was Tommy. Just he Tommy. Tommy. Wait, who is Uncle Kevin? Uh, is there Kevin? Andy Barilli played Cousin Kevin. Cousin and, Kevin. And Bernie I, was Paul Kandel. There we go. Yeah. I just knew there was, a, there was a questionable Kevin in that show as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Cousin Kevin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, yeah. that's I mean, complicated that's, as well. That's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, let's, uh, okay, next Can one. Can you up. talk Should about you? Glow? Oh, sorry. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, go Glow, Glow. Okay, Glow. Well, it's one of my favorite episodes of television. It's one of your episodes of Glow. Stop. It's just incredible. It was one of my favorite shows. And I remember watching this and I was like, what a great scene. Like my husband and I looked at each other like, (laughs) which episode is it? I'm trying to remember. Is it the one where I was Liza Minnelli and Carol Channing and Barbara Streisand? Or is it the one where they burn the bar? When they burn the bar down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a real kick in the gut. And that's true. That's yeah, all, ooh, I'm sure. Um, okay, so Glow, yeah. So I was in LA hanging out, trying to get a job. I was actually doing a job. I was doing um, The Tempest, this giant production at the Walt Disney Concert Hall cool. um, that had like a choir of 50 and the uh, LA Symphony and, you know, 12 dancers and 12 actors. And it was just this giant, giant production. Um that Barry Edelstein directed and I get this appointment and they, they said, okay, so do your celebrity impersonations. And I was like, I don't do any celebrity impersonations. I'm going to come up with this. Um, here are the sides for the scenes. Great. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, I've got to land this plane. So I thought who, what females of the era of the eighties sang low, like who? Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. So I ran around LA going to like Halloween stores. My friend um, had access to a costume shop. I went in there and I was like rummaging, rummaging, rummaging. And I went to uh, a pianist, Doug Peck in LA, and he laid down some tracks. I did Cher, Loretta Lynn, Tammy Faye Baker. Um, who else did I do? Carol Channing and Shirley MacLaine. So mm. those were my five that I did and I had different costumes for each ones. And then I had a whole other costume to do the book scene. And then there was the whole scene where I wasn't. A so anyway, I put this massive tape together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was staying at my friend Jesse's house in LA and they had tickets to some concert. They were like, are you going to the concert with us? And I was like, no, I've got to have like drag workshop tonight because I'm taping these episodes. <laughs> um, and so I, I made the tape, sent it in, and that's how that happened. And my friend Isaac Oliver, brilliant Isaac Oliver, who wrote the book Intimacy Idiot, who also um, was a writer on High Maintenance, and now he's on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And mm-hmm. he, we knew each other from New York for many years before, but just so happened to be on the show. Gail Rankin and I did Our Town together at Williamstown. Wow. Before. Um, Betty Gilpin and I had done Nurse Jackie together. Mm-hmm. And uh, Liz Flayhive and Carly Mensch, who were the showrunner creator, they were writers on Nurse Jackie as well. Um, so, you know, it just, all the roads always come back together. Always, mm-hmm. always come back together. And then I had to work with Gina Davis, which was like... That's crazy. Incredible and crazy and... We did a musical number together and um, it was fascinating. She's just, she's so smart and she's so kind and everything you've ever heard about her is true. 
Um, but yeah, that was a dream. That was a dream. I was like, I'm living an actor's dream doing this. Roll or blow, really. Oh, really. So really. Oh, we want it back so bad. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Alison Brie just had a thing on Deadline today where she came out for the first time after two years saying, like, this is the greatest heartbreak of my career was the cancer. Oh, sure. well, I yeah. can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Because everyone loved it. Yes. Yeah, I don't care yes. why that happened. COVID. Yeah. I mean, they were shooting season four. They were an episode and a half in and the shutdown happened. And just shut it down. Yeah. And they just shut it down for good, save money. Yeah. And also it's like hard to... Then we didn't know what was happening and how do you do a show about wrestling and have social distancing. And so it was probably the hardest one to figure out. Yeah. Because yeah. they needed, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. choreography rehearsals and mm-hmm. everything very, very close and sweaty. Yeah. Yeah, that's rude. Um, what about uh Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Got any good uh uh good dish car, on car how stories? How I got oh yeah. Um well, I mean that was another like Dream Explorer. I had auditioned for The Child Catcher and then I thought the audition went well. And then they said, oh, they're going to go first. They're going to get a star. So. What an interesting role for a star. Yes. Yeah. But maybe, yeah, maybe because there's not not a lot of stage time. I don't know. But mm. I think in the UK, they had popped in stars into that. Oh, okay. Like a which, rotating. Which stars? I, I mean, it was like. Picturing like who the- Rotates through Chicago as the child catcher. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Richard O'Brien played it for a while. Oh, okay. And anyway, so they said, oh, they're going to start. And then I ran in the New York Post that it was going to be Meatloaf. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Sure. So I thought, okay. well, they Hot patootie. They, they, <laughs> they, um, it's going to be Meatloaf. Great. So then... A day, the day before rehearsal started, I guess, they said, hey, it's not going to be the loaf, but is Kevin available? And I was, I started like two days after they had started rehearsals, three days. I wasn't there the first day, which is a shame. Huh. I love the yeah. first day of rehearsals. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't know till the very, very, very last minute that that was wow. crazy. Crazy. They were yeah, just talking like, to like they were talking to Mr. Loaf, and they were just like, <laughs> you know what? This isn't a Kevin, and we need a Kevin for this. We need a Kevin. Um, and I had to do that crazy flying over the audience up yes. into the chandelier. Did you um, like it, or was it like sh- like terrifying? Scary. In the moment, in the moment, it was really, really fun. You kind of felt like you were doing a film, like. The- mm-hmm. You were really in a bag and they were really flying you up over the audience into the chandelier. No need to imagine this because it is happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is a 70 foot drop below you. Like, wow. um, so that in the moment it was fun. It was the anticipation leading up to it of like, Oh God, Oh God, Oh God, are the cables going to work? Is it going to, is this all going to happen? And one time I got stuck up there over. So I was just sort of swinging and hanging and then they had to lower me down like into the audience into the audience and then the stage manager came out to the aisle and got me out of the bag and then <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's, that's even better oh than god, a, i wish i was even, there that night <laughs> i was gonna say it's even better than a no fly alphabet show <laughs> I mean, truly, it's like 
Yeah. A no um, disappearing child catcher bag. That's even better. <laughs> just just crawling out the aisle. Just <laughs> screaming wild. things at the children. I'll be back. I'll be and what, back. Yeah, what's so cool about that is like, there's somebody who tells the story to their family of when they saw a Broadway show and the actor got stuck above their heads and then came yes. straight down and the stage manager helped you climb over them to get out. That's right. And that that's happened. Amazing. That totally happened. That's so good. Um, that's a great, that was a great part and um, lots of makeup. You know, I had a very early sure. call. Didn't go on to the very end of the first act. But all my wonderful, that cast was so fun and beautiful and joyous and, you know, sweet, wonderful Jan Maxwell and Frank Rader and Phil Busco, mm. that all of them are no longer here. And, yeah. You know, I just, and my dear friend Tim Fetterly was in the, uh, was a dancer in the show. And, oh, sure. You know, we are wonderful friends and he's gone on to huge things. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I loved it. I loved it. It's Didn't amazing. Be there and have it. Sure. And uh, the wedding singer, wedding singer, so much fun. It would that journey was really watching a show evolve from the out of town to oh, Broadway, because the show used to begin with um, the three of us getting ready for the night. So I was in my bathroom. Someone else was in their bathroom. Someone else. Then we got into a car and we drove to the gig. And it was like, and wow. finally they were like, you know what? We just got to cut to the gig. Like the curtain goes up, mm. which is this really smart. Sure. That's an incredible opening number. I mean, that's a top 10 opening of any musical. Like yeah. just the energy, it pumps right into the building. We oh watched the God. Tony's award, the Tony's performance. And it's just like, the highest energy thing that's ever happened. Never been more nervous in my life. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Really? Oh and I did, I got to perform on the Tonys with the Lion King in the circle of life. Cause I was the front right leg and the elephant. Mm -hmm. for the circle of life number. Um, <laughs> and my trunk. So I was in the front leading the other three down the aisle and in rehearsal, my trunk got stuck on a nail on step. <gasps> And so I couldn't, we couldn't get the get up. up, but I'm in front and I control the trunk. So it was my fault. So after we ran the number, I went to our stage manager and I said, listen, there's two nails sticking out of that step. If they could just pop those in, it's going to give us a clear way. No. And if you watch the YouTube of the Tony Ward Circle of Life, you see me getting stuck on the nail and trying to heave ho the, oh, wow. up the steps. A little fun fact there. So you would have thought that made me nervous. No, it was the wedding singer. Wow. <laughs> like, I don't know why it was just, I don't know. Cause the world is watching and your whole. Yeah. You know, you're in that crazy costume. Like recognizably it's the movie. Like, I know, I know. And it was, it was fantastic. It was. Yeah. So anyway, out of town, that was a big change. And the wedding singer used to end with, um, their wedding at the end and it was very sweet and sentimental and it was like in her grandmother's garden and there were like petals falling from the trees above and it was like a very sentimental sweet ending awesome. and that changed after seattle to mm. this one with all the celebrity impersonators and like mm -hmm. you know oh it God. um that was another joyous joyous time truly amazing and then finally Talk a little bit about uh, what we can expect from uh, Monarch. Oh, Monarch. So you're in Monarch with on Fox, right, with Susan Sarandon? Yes, it 
premieres September 11th after the NFL game. Again, sports. You Classic, sports. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's on Fox, and it is about a um, country music family. And they are oh, iconic. Really? They are royalty within Nashville and within the world. And it is a, it's an hour-long drama, and it is about secrets and lies and I mean, yeah. family climbing over each other to get where they need to get. And Susan Sarandon plays the patriarch and Trace Atkins plays, I mean, she plays the matriarch and Trace uh, plays the patriarch. And I play Susan's confidant and best friend and makeup artist and hairdresser of many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. And I live on the ranch with the family and I've seen the kids grow up and I know all the secrets and I know where all the bodies are buried, so to speak. Um, and it's loosely inspired by a real uh, person in Nashville named Earl Cox, who is like, he's created every iconic look for every country music star you can think of. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not his story, but it's inspired by him. Mm-hmm. And um it's really fun. Like, and there's a lot of singing and it is like, it's horses and rodeo, you name it. And Faith Prince is in it. Yeah. Wait, really? Yes. She Great plays Susan's sister, uh, Nellie Cantrell. And she and I had a lot to do. And I didn't know Faith. I was just a giant super fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but we ended up living in a hotel together for eight months in Atlanta. And if you ever get a chance to live in a hotel with Faith Prince, you have <laughs> to do it. Because it will enrich your life. That's amazing. No, take it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think when this airs, the first or second episodes might be out. So um, oh. you can check for it on, fo- like you don't have to wait for it, listeners. You can go right to it and find it. Um, I'm sure you can find it on whatever apps, um, you know, showing and then it's on uh, Fox as well. So check out monarch it sounds amazing um kimberly and i were huge um big nashville fans nashville so very fans. excited so, for another country drama so a country <laughs> drama sign me up that's all i want yeah you've got you're gonna love it and beth ditto who's the lead singer of gossip is incredible and anna friel and joshua sass and like the list goes oh, anna friel oh my gosh oh, yes. country music just like lends itself to like a family drama show because you yeah, can just oh. like sing your guts out at the end of an episode. Yes. And it's like, yeah, that's a country song. I mean, I shot two scenes with firearms in this thing. <laughs> it gives you any idea as to what this world popped. Is. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> and Susan, I can't say enough incredible things about Susan Sarandon. She is just the greatest. She's the greatest. Yeah, look it's at amazing. you collecting like all the divas of our childhood, like Susan Sarandon, and you were Tina Davis. Tina Davis, like you're just like, like collecting them. Like, isn't that crazy? And then I thought, yes. well, Thelma and Louise, like, <laughs> that's yeah. insane. Thelma, Louise, the, uh, I think uh, Dottie Henson and um, Dottie uh, Henson's sister, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and the not and the non stepmom from Stepmom, that's right. uh, the mom. The, the mom, mom from stepmom <laughs> or janet from rocky horror what's yes yeah um, um oh what is janet's last name janet brad major and janet uh, uh i just want to say vandegraaff but that's a different show that's another janet janet rocky horror janet rocky horror janet uh, janet, janet weiss. weiss weiss oh yes weiss weiss yes weiss. yeah that right, right, right oh my god so funny well, 
On that note, let's play a game. Let's get it. Let's play a game. Oh, yes. sure. I have a quick game called uh, <clears throat> The Wedding Singer's Sequel. Oh. Okay. <laughs> this is for you, Brian. Mostly for yeah. you. Yay. <laughs> um, so you're going to get two words to create a title of the sequel to this musical. And then just give me a basic, like if you want to choose a decade it's based in, maybe it's a prequel, maybe it's a sequel, and then just sort of a, a plot outline to this new musical that we're going to create together. Um, when it's your turn, you'll choose, um, let me see, what, how many choices did I make? One, two, three, four, five. Two numbers between one and five to mm -hmm. pick your event and um, job. job title. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Kevin knows where I'm going with this. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Kevin, would you like the first turn? Kevin yes, Jager. I would. Okay. Two numbers between one and five. Uh, let's do three and two. <clears throat> Great. Kevin will be creating a new musical called The Graduation Party's Planner. <laughs> Great. Okay. So this musical is The Graduation Party's Planner. Um, and basically, it is set in the 90s because the 90s were super fun. Um and it is about a party planner who is planning her like 10th graduation party in her career. And so she's so excited because it's like at the company she works at, it's like a, like a party agency. Once you've done like your 10th like big graduation event, then you become a partner or something. So she's so excited to do it. But it's a graduation party that is actually like celebrating the 10 year like graduation of her, what would have been her graduation class, but she didn't graduate because she failed her final class. So it's all about her planning this party she can't go to, but then her assistant's like, you should try to go. So she's trying to plan the party, but also sneak back into college and go to her last class in order to go. So it's one of those crazy, like she's in two places at once and trying to plan the party while also being a student. And that would be what the musical would be about. And what's the it. opening number? Uh, the opening number is called... Um, how drunk will they be? And it's her kind of talking about her experience with graduation parties and how drunk certain type of types of people get and like certain ages. And so it's like a social commentary on people to like set the idea that this is going to be kind of a fun thought provoking musical. All yeah. right. Brian, two numbers between one and five. Uh, let's go, let's go double ones. Double ones. Hey Perfect. Guys. Brian gets to write the musical, The Bar Mitzvah Caterer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, wow. This takes place in... Uh, Your Bar Mitzvah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be the 90s. So I'll do, I'll do early 2000s just to, to, mm -hmm. to get it a, a little bit. I'll, I'll choose a different decade than Kevin chose. Um, so The Bar Mitzvah Caterer is basically about a uh a down on their luck uh okay the barbecue <laughs> is about a uh a cantor who was kicked out of cantorial school um and has to do you know catering for their dad's uh catering company who specializes in bar mitzvahs and they are put on uh 
you know, he, uh, I, 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 um, he ends up fall. No, she. It stars a woman um, as the cantor. She is, you know, she was always a, 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 a like an A student, um, and uh, and for some reason, for, because of a misunderstanding, I can get out of cantorial school. But she ends up falling in love uh, with the rabbi uh, from the local temple, um, and uh, and uh, lots of bar mitzvah hilarious things happen at the bar mitzvahs throughout. Um, she's being wooed by like the dancers that the DJ hires. Um, and there's a fun, uh, there's a fun bar mitzvah ballet in act two. Um, and I think that she, um, and, and she doesn't sing anymore. She doesn't sing anymore. She's not great for the musical, but she doesn't sing anymore. And, uh, and, uh, at the end, like the end. Yeah, the rabbi has to like coax it out of her. I mean, she sings privately. Like she sings like in her house and things like that, like in the mirror. I feel mm-hmm. very like Julia Guglia looking into the mirror and being like, Miss Julia Hart, like that kind of thing. Right. And um and uh and at the end she finally sings with the rabbi. Um and uh she re-enlists into uh, cantorial school and they end up running a temple together where the dad has a contract with that temple that they need to do all of the same uh, all, all of the, the exclusive contracts for the caterer for for that um, and the opening number is uh, is called Shalom Your Home or something like that oh. <laughs> that's so good all right that's my follow-up for you this is the wedding singer sequel so how pick one character from the wedding singer to also be in this musical and how oh, that, do it? That's a very easy question. Um, so after the wedding singer, uh, George uh, starts his own kind of like specifically for bar mitzvahs, um, like this DJ kind of like MC company. And George is always, my idea is that this, this temple has a, um, event space attached to it and the contracts for that event space are the same for each event so the catering company the is the same mm-hmm. you have to yeah said the guy who just planned a wedding you have to <laughs> use their vendors and george is the the music vendor basically that 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 does all of these events i love that um, so that's how you tie it in. So, so, and, and I think George actually, you know how usually like, like, like Creed and like all these movies were like the character from the original movies is the one who like gives that like 11 o'clock, like speech that makes them like, Oh, I can go the next level. That's George's role in this where George tells his story about like, I was once part of this band and I saw this man go from zero to a hundred and like, and, and, you know, and that helped me and I'm helping you that kind of thing. Um, and George is a little bit older. Yeah. Yeah. George (laughs) is a little bit older. We find out a little bit what's happened to him. He just found his niche doing this and he's very happy making his living doing that. He still wears the same clothes. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Of course. Duh. And in 2002, it really resonates, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> All right, Kevin, pick two numbers between one and five for I'm your gonna, musical. I'm going to do three and five. Three and five. Oh, oh, Kevin, pick three, so I'll go one below. Huh? Perfect, perfect. Okay. <clears throat> the corporate retreat DJ. DJ. <laughs> <laughs> this is Linda's story. Mm. This is Felicia Finley's moment. Yeah. Um, The corporate 
treat <laughs> DJ. Okay. So, uh, Linda, I already want you to star in this. I don't know anything about it, <laughs> but I feel like this is a perfect star vehicle for you. It is a perfect star vehicle. Okay. The corporate retreat DJ. So Linda is down on her luck. She's down on her luck. She's got to climb her way out. And so she's looking for gigs. She finds a gig as a corporate retreat DJ. And she goes, she finds herself in Wyoming for a corporate retreat for um, fracking. And she's like, oh, I have to turn this around. We cannot destroy our land. This is greed. This is, uh, this is American commerce at its worst. So she does playlists for these corporate retreats and the music slowly changes their lives. You slowly see the evolution of the people who run these corporations and work at these corporate. So she is like the whisperer of all good things at these corporate retreats. So she takes greed and she makes it into... Um, um, she changes these lives and she changes these businesses into be global conscious um, uh, celebrations of all that is different and all that is um, disenfranchised from the mainstream. And it stars Felicia Finley. She will win a Tony Award for this production. Um, and we also bring in, because it is in Wyoming, and there is a lot of indigenous people who live on that land still. She brings them into the playlist of um, the evening. Amazing. Yeah. What is the we're finale? Gonna it. We're going to yeah. open it at Playwrights Horizons. That's where we're going to start. Yes. Yeah. We'll yes. go to the O'Neill, then we'll go to Playwrights, and then... Yes. Um, <laughs> Let's please, please tell me there's a power ballad somewhere for her called Frack No. <laughs> totally. Frack No, that closes the first act, actually. Yeah. Yes, her like standing up to the powers and saying Frack No. no. Totally, yeah. On the and, table, well, like that on the corporate meeting table. Every song is a pun. It's like, you're fracking me up. Uh -huh. um, you uh -huh. know, uh, you know, uh, Step on when track. When she gets fired, she sings, are you fracking kidding me? Yeah, like, 100%. Yes. yes. <sighs> totally oh, <yeah>. fracked. <laughs> yeah. Totally fracked. Um, Don't be such a frack. There's a lot. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. This is so good. I love it. I mean, yeah. I'll buy yeah. a ticket. I'm obsessed with all these musicals. I would, yeah, I would buy, let's put them all in the same season somewhere. Oh, oh yeah. yes. In rap. These are, in rap. these are in rap. I would, I would like to make an amendment to mine. It's a bar mitzvah boy, um, uh, ballet in act two. Um, we're all the bar mitzvah boys. And I think that George is like, um, George gives his speech, but with the bar mitzvah boys. So they're all like, the idea is like, they're all, they've all become men now. And now they have all this knowledge, but their knowledge is terrible. He's leading the rehearsal for their Haftorah. Yes. 100%. I love that. Sorry. I if, just you guys wanna, if you want to see all these shows, this is actually yeah. the 2023 season at the Muni. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I have the remaining things. Actually, there are two left in each category. So. Pick what you want. Okay, yeah? Yeah, pick yeah, what you want. Here we go. The Sweet 16 valet attendant. Oh. oh. This is um, so deeply sad. <laughs> Already, it's so sad, right? 
I can't decide. Okay. So it's the sweet 16 valet attendant. There are, there's okay. There's the valet attendant who is not invited to the sweet 16, but he also works at, he also goes to the same high school as like the popular kid whose sweet 16 it is. Oh, it is Robbie Hart and Julia's child's sweet 16. Yes. Yes. So you have them like as the parents, so they can do that whole montage again of like planning the wedding, but planning the sweet 16. Okay. And then you get like all of these, like, and then she's a mean girl in high school or she's not a mean girl. She's fallen in with the mean girls. And so all of a sudden her sweet 16 is going off the rails because they want all this crazy <laughs> stuff. And she has to like impress these new friends and her like best friend, boy, best friend, like a ducky situation. Is that his name? In yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. In, he ends in up pretty in pink, pretty in pink. So he ends up being just the valet attendant because she's ditched him so hard that she, and she's like, but like, you need the money so you can be the valet. And then his, like the valet boss is trying to think who it should be. Some, cause I was going to say it's like Julia, the mom's sweetheart, but no, she's with Robbie Hart. They're, they're perfect and wonderful parents. <laughs> it can be your best friend, the one who's like the like wild party girl, uh, sister. Yes. Amy. So it is. No, no, no. Who was the guitarist or the bass player? Sammy. It is Sammy. Mm-hmm. Has has gone downhill into the world of valet parking. He has an empire of valet parking. This is like, totally yes. And yep. like it, and he's like gone away from the friends and he has this like valet empire and a used car lot. And he thinks he's like the hot shit of North Jersey. And then, but all of a sudden it's just parking cars because someone called out and he has to go down and do it himself. And then he is reunited with Robbie and Julia and like remembers his like heart. Um, And so they all, and then like they, he convinces the daughter to not be like with the popular girls. And then he and the best friend go into the party. And then he plays guitar for everyone with Robbie. And they like do one last song together. That's oh, and it's it. your sweet 16. And there, <laughs> there definitely has to be a song where like when he explains to the kids, like when he's like, all right, you listen to me. Like this is like, you're being mean. It's gotta be called park it. Oh, the opening of Act Two is like a car park ballet. Like all of the valets are like practicing their parallel parking. The, the valet ballet. The valet, <gasps> the valet ballet. Great, it I'm writes in. itself. Oh my okay, god, that's that so has good. Been the Sweet Sixteen ballet attendant. And also, can you picture like twelve beautiful dancers with like puppets that Julie Taymor made, but they're cars? Like oh, yes. that could be a gorgeous ballet. That could be incredible. Oh yeah, I'm in. I love it. Oh my God, this has been so fun. Oh, oh thank, thank you, you so much. You've been a delight. This I was. Thank you enough. Oh, we didn't even talk about time. you being a rodeo clown. We had so much more I'm on sorry, our list. What? Well, <laughs> that's true. We'll have to save that for next time. We'll, we'll, Do they utilize they, that in Monarch? Um, actually, they were for a second, but then it got lost in a ride. Uh. I did see a costume rendering for what this whole thing. So maybe if there's a season two, you know. All right, we, we better watch this show. Like this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <Monarch>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so oh my goodness! 
Check out Monarch uh, on Fox. Uh, that starts airing this September. Um, so check it out. Uh, September 11th. Uh, September, uh, Monday, September 11th. Um, and uh, check it Sunday? out wherever it streams um, after that. Yeah. Sunday, September 11th, excuse me. Um, yeah. Fantastic. But thank you so much for joining us. This was an, a delight, an absolute blast. I loved every minute. Thank you. Um, where can we find you on social media and things like that? You can find me on um, Instagram and you can find me on Twitter and you can find me on Facebook and it's just all at Kevin Cahoon. Beautiful. Um, I need to do TikTok, but I haven't quite dived in yet. But. We're all figuring that out. <laughs> <laughs> I keep thinking it's going to fade away, but it's not. Same. No, I, I thought it was stand. a fad. I spent hours nope. on that. Oh, well, me thing. too. <laughs> yeah. I thought um, it was like the Snapchat where the kids would stop using it. I thought, you know, it's going to be pedestrian, but I don't think so. So yeah, it's fun, <laughs> but you can follow us at broad wasted, wherever yeah. you're finding your social media, Twitter, Instagram, our Facebook group, join us on Patreon for some really fun stuff. We're doing some super fun stuff this season. Um, so check us out on Patreon. Um, and then of course, find us wherever you get your podcasts, whether that is Spotify, um, Google stitcher, and of course, Apple podcasts rate and review us there. Five, Five stars, stars please. please. And thank you. <laughs> uh, and of course, we end every episode with a quote. We do. And this, we do. <laughs> um, there's a gift from every guest. Today, you are a man. The cocktail Franks have all been blessed. Today, you are a man. That's so good. Uh, yes. Kevin, Kimberly, thank you. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you. So fun. Raise our glass. Oh, yeah. And we yeah. say... Cheers. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.